in the 38 years since the United States has won four World Cup titles and four Olympic gold medals, making it one of the most successful national teams for the Americans. Those premier teams get a lot of love, but the 85ers, as they're known, have not. It wanted to be the world governing body of the sport, and yet it didn't want to recognize women's football. This has been a long, long journey, a story with many, many chapters. And it goes back long before this last year, long before 1999. And so I think the only place to start is by recognizing the very first U.S. Women's National Team in 1985. Welcome to a new series of Flame Bears, special edition U.S. Women's Soccer Originals, celebrating the first U.S. Women's National Soccer Team. I'm your host, Jamie, and I am beyond excited to be co-hosting this season with FIFA Player of the Century, Michelle Akers. Hey, team! In this series, we'll hear from the infamous 85ers, they blazed a trail at a time when women's soccer wasn't an Olympic sport and the Women's World Cup didn't even exist. We get to celebrate these badass originals who I am so proud to call myself a teammate of. These icons you don't know yet, but we're changing that. They're players who came from all over the country, some on scholarships, others playing different college sports because women's soccer didn't even exist at the time setting the foundation for what is now the biggest event in women's soccer this summer. Their stories have never been told until now. Now let's kick it off to today's episode. Lori got her start for the Green River Gators and the Puget Sound Loggers during her college career, and she made four appearances for the U.S. Women's National Team. Here's our interview with the legendary 85er, Lori Sweeney. So, Lori Boleyn Sweeney, I um, got chosen to play on the 1985 national team and was so happy and surprised and just really excited to, to be a part of that. Lori, what's your first soccer memory? First memory is playing on a team with my neighborhood girls around six years old. And the best part of the games was being able to go after the games, whether we won or lost, and we could get free French fries from our hamburger establishment sponsor. Did you play in college? Puget Sound for one year, 84, and played, and I actually played there with Denise Boyer. That's so cool. Tell us about the 85 team, and how did you know you were even on it? Hearing my name called after the sports festival that I was one of the few that get to play together, I was, I, I was excited because I knew I was going to play with these talented players, but also comfortable because I had some of the players that I had been playing with coming along too. So that felt good and it was uh, quite a thrill to really think, wow, I, I, I going to be a part of this 1985, you know, the national team and to be able to represent the country. It wasn't until we started, you know, being around people and people recognizing us that it it's like, wow, this is pretty amazing. You literally started one of the biggest sports dynasties for women's sports ever. Lori, what one word would you use to describe your team, the 85ers? Passionate, 
Yeah, you know what? Even though that 85 team, we weren't together for very long, but we played against each other and with each other on different club teams, on Olympic sports festivals, and even the youth youth teams um, for a long time growing up. I mean, you and I are from Seattle, and I, I played against you for most of my youth career. Even when you went to, on to play uh, in the adult league, I was playing against you as a youth player. So I think that's what's so cool about it, too, because we had this crisscrossing of uh, experiences and friendships with each other that that like cemented on that 85 team, especially the Seattle, the Seattle crew. There's so many of us there. Who, who else did you play with, Lori, in Seattle? So I played with... Kathy Ridgewell, actually, on a team out of Auburn for one year. And then when moving on to the Cozars, played with Denise and Kathy and Sandy Gordon, Lori Henry. So, yeah, quite a few people. But I do remember playing against you, Michelle, <laughs> when you played on the Avionic Flyers out of Shoreline. Oh, my gosh, my team, we went, we had never played before, like your team, and all of a sudden... I'm after that game. I think you guys beat us pretty good. And I was like, wow, now that's a that's a different caliber of soccer. And I was just so impressed by that. Yeah, that team was so good. We had some of those players. Susie Hinson was in goal and uh, Renee and Stephanie. They were like six, two, six, three Amazons women in the back that were so tough and intimidating. And they would get a hold of that ball and just be like, and go, you know, the length of the field. It was out of our box. It, God, that team was so good. I, I think I was 14 playing on that team. What, what were they? You 16? They were eight. They were under 19. Oh, gosh. Oh, my. Yeah. Wow. And um, so I got to play with them. Scott Hayes was the coach. And, uh, you know, I, I always say that he went bald because of me trying to explain <laughs> how to make runs. And I was like, huh? What? What now? <laughs> um, but gosh, we that nor the Northwest. We were, there were so many good players. I always felt like that was one of the strongest areas in the country. And then combining that with the the rest of that national team, you know, the rest of the players, it was a ama an amazing mix. And Mike Ryan was that first coach. Did so? Did you play for Mike? Actually, he came and trained at us with the Cozars a little bit. So, you know, we were familiar with him. So, yeah, I played with them for probably, even probably about a year. Did you have any idea, like, what a national team was? No clue. I mean, it was just another team. You know, you, you play, you move, you change teams. It was another team. And, yeah, it was a big jump with a whole new uh, venue, but you just didn't know what to expect, you know? There was nothing before you like that, so you just play. You just go with what you know about the game and you just play. And that was the, the fun thing too about, about playing on different teams is again, is you get to the point where you realize you just play the game. You, you got all these players around you and you just need to do your job and trust that they're gonna work around you and it doesn't matter who they are they're just going to play the game so what did life look like for Lori after her time on the national team 
after the national team. College was just a little cost prohibitive for my family and I really just wanted to have a family. So that's when I just kind of drifted away and did my own thing with family. So I remember Berhani, Andrew Berhan, who was coaching the, the West team. What a great guy. I mean, he was just so amazing, but he was really trying to talk me into continuing on. And I just had this innate desire to just, you know what, I'm, I'm the youngest of eight kids. So it's a family is big for me. So um, yeah, I just decided that it was time for me and had three kids and you know, involved. They all play, have been played soccer since they were little, coached their teams off and on. And two of them went on to play college soccer. And, you know, it was just a, I was just totally engaged in that. I was home with them and I just really enjoyed that. So they are now, my daughter Megan is 34 and my Justin is 29, or excuse me, 33. Wait a minute. Megan's 35. Justin's 33. Austin's they're just getting older and but but I do know my youngest I just had dinner with him for his birthday last night tomorrow he'll be 29. We sat down with two of Lori's children starting with Megan to get a perspective on her that only her daughter could share. My name is Megan Sweeney and I know Lori because she's my mom. She never took it easy. I will say that she really uh, emphasized fitness and that was one thing that when I was growing up and playing that I always concentrated on because that was one thing that, you know, you could always control. I think I admired another player who I admired besides my mom was Christine Lilly because Christine Lilly always used to, I think, emphasize that or I don't know what her tagline or whatever was. But, um, you know, fitness is always just one thing you can control. So once you have your fitness, then everything else you can just like focus on the game. And like, yeah, that was just one thing growing up playing that I always I was always one of the fittest ones <laughs> and that was directly a result of my mom never taking it easy always pushing me to um, push myself so so she and my dad coached me I don't remember what ages maybe you 14 to like you six no probably all all through youth and up until you know when it got to like the more club level then I went and played for one of the more local clubs it was called Royals FC and I think now I don't even know what it is anymore but you know with all of the premier the youth premier leagues that have kind of started around the country things have changed quite a bit since I played understatement of the century we also spoke with one of her sons Austin my name's Austin Sweeney I am Lori's youngest child yeah, so she's been a great mom, great inspiration, both in life and growing up playing soccer. So couldn't ask for a better mom. And it sounds like even though Lori retired from the professional game, her skills never went away. She would come out and play with us, definitely. Um, there, it, Like my sister probably told you, there's three of us siblings. So we'd be out there and our friends would be out with us. And we don't like almost every day we'd be out there playing. And I just remember my mom would come out and we would play games and she would be doing stuff with her non-dominant foot and would be sm like beating us when we were like 10, 11. So we already thought we were pretty good. And you're just like, oh, wow. So there's like there's levels and it just kind of shows you that you need to keep on working just to be able to beat your mom <laughs> and then try, try to keep improving from there. So yeah, she, I, I remember playing with her a lot when we were younger. 
Megan agreed that soccer wasn't just something they did, but a part of who their family was and is. Soccer, like it, it's in my it's in my DNA. It's in my family's DNA. Um, I'll say that you know, my mom and my dad were together when my mom was like really young when she, she was playing for the the national team, and soccer was also like really like a huge influence for him as well they they made us a soccer field like we had a our backyard was an entire soccer field we would practice soccer at our house like teams would come to our our home to practice like full-size goals like full-size soccer field and so just like their dedication to not just the sport but like to my brothers and I because we love the game and it's just you know I still to this day like on Sundays, we don't go to church. We wake up and watch the EPL. Like, we're up at four or five in the mor- morning when our teams are playing. Like, it's Christmas for us, like, every weekend. So, you know, it's something, too. Like, my daughter, I have a three-year-old and a 10-month-old. My 10-month-old just started walking. Before he could walk, he's already kicking a soccer ball, right? He sees a soccer ball, and, like, he's not, he doesn't go to pick it up. His, his instinct is to kick it. Lori, what do you hope for the future of women's soccer? I look for any young girl who is able to play that she's not, there's no restrictions of financial or social stigmas that if she has it in her heart and she has the inner drive and desire that she should be able to play wherever it works for her, whether she's, you know, sometimes kids, we all have different talents. They should play where they are having fun. Just really encourage your children to just support them, encourage them, and whatever they decide they want to do and it makes them happy, to just let them play and just let them do it. Megan, why is it important that people hear and know your mom's story? Yeah, so, I mean, this is kind of like a deep question, right, for women's sports, but I would I would say that <clears throat> the women who played on, on this team and my mom, you know, they were trailblazers not just for the sports but women's athletics in general I think the impact that 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 particular team and you know had on women's athletics and so like also had social and cultural implications as well Thanks for tuning in to Flame Bearers and massive thank you to my amazing co-host Michelle Akers If you would like to send a letter or a video of appreciation to Lori Sweeney, please send it to marissap at flamebearers.com. That's marissa, M-A-R-I-S-S-A-P as in potter, at flamebearers.com. Thanks, and we'll catch you on our next episode.